We're talking with Paul Conant, um, retired uh, professor of, of chemistry from St. Lawrence um, University, and also the author of the case against fluoride. And recently, the city of Albany appears to be reversing uh, a long a time ago decision not to uh, put fluoride uh, into the water. They held a recent public hearing, and um, certainly the sentiment seems to be in favor of doing it. But, but Paul, you and others don't think it's a great idea to put... It's a shocking idea. It was a shocking idea when they tried when they started this 70 years ago. But it's even worse today. It's worse today because the science is in. U.S. government-funded studies show that at very low levels, fluoride is capable of lowering the intelligence of children. And these, as I said, are U.S. government studies, funded studies, NIEHS, EPA, and even Health Canada. And uh, there have been a large number of studies, over 50, showing this relationship between the more fluoride a, a child is exposed to or a pregnant woman is exposed to the lower the intelligence. And for many years, these studies came from India and China, and we documented all of these studies in on our webpage, our Florida Action Network, floridaactionalert.org, and in our book, The Case Against Fluoride, which we published in 2010. But the evidence over the years has only got stronger. In 2017, we got the first of the uh, U.S. government-funded studies. That was Bash Ash 2017. And then that was a study done in Mexico and then followed up a year later by a study done in, in Canada, uh, Green and others, uh, 2019. And then another study by Till in 2020, I believe. So very solid science from leading neuroscientists from uh, America, Canada, Mexico, and other countries. Well, at this recent public hearing before the Albany City Council, uh, Dr. Melinda Clark, who's a pediatrician at Albany Medical Center and apparently wrote the fluoride guidelines for the Albany Academy of Pediatrics, argued that uh, fluoridation provides the greatest benefits for children living in poverty and others who don't have regular access to dental care. You know, isn't this helpful for, for children's teeth? Well, you know, you have to have something wrong with your own brain if you think saving a small amount of tooth decay could possibly justify lowering the intelligence of children throughout the country. It, this is ridiculous. This woman does not deserve to have a degree, certainly not that position. Um, she has to do her homework. It's utterly irresponsible for a, uh, somebody in a position she has not to have read these studies. And, and to go ahead at this point in time is, is absolutely outrageous. I mean, first of all, let's go back to the first argument. Um, it's a bad medical practice. You shouldn't be using the public water supply to deliver medicine. It means that you're forcing medicine on people without their informed consent. So they don't even win the ethical battle. It's an unethical thing to do, to force medication. And don't say it's not forced because you don't have to drink the water. If you're low income, you have to drink the water that comes through the tap. You can't afford bottled water or reverse osmosis, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So 
It is forcing medication on people without their informed consent. And to make matters worse, it's there's very little scientific evidence that it works, that swallowing fluoride lowers tooth decay. There is quite a bit of evidence that brushing it on your teeth using fluoridated toothpaste lowers tooth decay, but very little solid scientific evidence that actually swallowing fluoride lowers tooth decay. And for a simple reason, even the Center for Disease Control admits that the major benefit of fluoride is topical. It works on the outside of the tooth, not from inside the body. And once they admitted that, they should have change their policy instead of forcing everybody to have it in the drinking water then encourage people to use fluoridated toothpaste um, and also do what Scotland is doing with the child smile program which is to introduce toothbrushing as in the school curriculum from the very earliest age children in Scotland are taught to brush their teeth in class they are given a healthy diet in class healthy snacks carrots and vegetables fruit instead of um, juicy um, fruit juices and and whatever um, fizzy drinks sugar in it avoid sugar, get your minerals, have a healthy diet. And not only is the Child Smile program cost effective, it's cheaper than fluoridation, but it involves parents from a very early age. And what that does is to remove one serious problem, which is baby bottle tooth decay. Often the, the tooth decay, which leads to operations under anesthesia for young children, is caused by babies sipping on sugared water, milk, even Coca-Cola for hours on end. It rots the top teeth to the gums, and sadly, they have to get the operations in hospitals. That is very expensive. But if you get a chance to educate the parents about this issue, then you can dramatically reduce the cost for pediatric dentistry. And that's where Albany should be going, better education, not fluoridation. Now, I understand that a lot of the countries in Europe have moved away from fluoridation, and the studies show that there's not been an increase in tooth decay. In fact, in some cases, it's been improved. Is that Absolutely. correct? Yeah, that is correct. Scotland is a classic example. Scotland had a, a lawsuit back in, I think, in the 1990s, which ruled that it was um, unethical. It was mass medication and was not acceptable. And so Scotland had to find an alternative, and they've used the Child Smile program. But most of Europe uses fluoridated toothpaste as the delivery system of choice for fighting tooth decay, not putting fluoride in the water. I think only 2%, 2% of countries in Europe have fluoridation. Ireland has mandatory fluoridation, would you believe, under American pressure. England has about 10% of the population drinking fluoridated water. And Spain is about 2 or 3%, but going down. Most of the rest of the countries do not fluoridate their water. Some started, like Germany, like Netherlands, Sweden, but stopped. You mentioned that Scotland had a lawsuit. I understand, aren't you involved in some type of lawsuit, maybe against CPA or one of the federal yes, governments? How's that been going in the last few minutes? Extremely well. The two very important things that the Florida Action Network did in 2016, and you can get this all from our website, floridalert.org. In 2016, we asked the National Toxicology Program to review the neurotoxicity of fluoride. 
And they did. And they spent the last six years reviewing that and come out with a very, very good report. That's number one. Also in 2016, we petitioned the EPA under the Toxic Substances and Control Act, TASCA, to ban the use of, of adding fluoride to the drinking water, ban the deliberate addition of fluoride to the drinking water because of this growing evidence that it lowers the IQ of children at the very levels at which we, we fluoridate. And that lawsuit was uh, heard in June of 2020, and we did extremely well there. And the judge more or less gave us the victory, except he said, I want to wait for the National Toxicology Program to, to produce their review. So starting in 2020, we will be waiting for this review, waiting and waiting and waiting. The other side has been delaying it in every way they can. But it finally, May of 2022, the NTP science team declared that they had completed the report and uh, produced a written copy of the final report. And then the politics came in. Then the deputy administrator of the NIH, Rachel Levine, stepped in and said, you cannot publish that report. Uh, she comes above the NTP, above the NIEHS. So she forbade the report. Well, Paul, we're out of time. Final 10 seconds. What do you got? I just say this is a tragedy which can be avoided. This is absolutely unnecessary to lower the intelligence of the children of Albany for a very small gain in tooth decay, which fluoridealert.org. Well, Connie, author of the case against fluoride. And this is Mark Dunley with the Hudson Mohawk magazine.